get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker with you. Danny Mac has stepped out for a moment. He will return. Mike Sando of The Athletic each year interviews tons of NFL executives and coaches to develop a, a tier system of NFL quarterbacks. And Mike is with us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. His annual article came out a couple of days ago at The Athletic. You need to check it out. And if you don't have an athletic subscription, you need to go get it. Uh, Mike, it's first of all great to have you. And it's always good to hear your voice. How are you doing? I'm doing real well. Same. I really like getting on with you guys. And uh, we've done it for a number of years. Well, Mike, when I saw your quarterback tears piece came out, there were two names that I wanted to look for immediately. And the first one was Josh Allen. I was wondering if after his performance last year, if he might make a leap up into the first tier. He's still a tier two quarterback, but he did get 20 tier one votes. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like the feedback that you got from a lot of people in the league say that Josh Allen has the potential and the abilities to be a tier one quarterback. He's just got to do it consistently. Yeah, that basically he played at that level last year, but because there were some ups and downs before that, let's just see another year of that type of production. Then we'll anoint him into that exalted realm where Rodgers and Mahomes and Brady and Russell Wilson have been kind of year after year. Obviously, no surprise with Rodgers and Mahomes actually being tied for first this year, Mike. But did anybody surprise you, whether where they were at the top or at the bottom of the list? Did did anybody not fall where you thought they would fall? Yeah, I really didn't know going in what people would do with Justin Herbert and especially Joe Burrow because Herbert obviously played the year, um, and so I thought he would do well. But they both got into Tier 2. Joe Burrow only played 11 games. You know, his stats weren't amazing. I think he had 13 touchdowns, five interceptions. But people who watched him and and played against him especially really just sort of felt like he was a real guy and that, that he was really accurate, he was really tough, the team responded to him. And unless the Bengals kind of screw it up, he actually could be a Tier 1 guy, you know, maybe not this year, but in the near future. Mike, the second guy that I wanted to look for was Justin Herbert, based on what we saw out of him. I was very curious to see what tier he would fall in. And I want to talk about Joe Burrow, too. So based on the feedback that you got on those two guys, Herbert and Burrow, and I know the injury obviously plays a part in it, but which young quarterback out of those two guys do you think is best positioned to get to tier one in their career? Um, That's a great question. I may actually lean towards Herbert at this point because – because of the Cincinnati factor and because uh, Burrow did have a bad injury. And I think Herbert just physically, um, you know, watching him may have just, the, the I don't know if it's the greater overall, just physical presence to him. But, I mean, I, I wouldn't just 
be yelling that from a mountaintop that I think he's going to be way better. I just sort of say that because you asked. You know, I think they're both have bright futures. Mike, the the one guy that really surprised me because it's been back to back years now was Ryan Tannehill landing at thirteen. He led the league in a passer rating two years ago. This past season had thirty three touchdowns, seven picks. Do you think that one of the reasons that he's at number thirteen is because their offense is so dependent upon Derrick Henry? Yeah, I think you could really look at some of the uh, quarterbacks who you who have really good stats and and maybe didn't finish as high as you would think, and they're they're kind of the the quarterbacks that have the really special running backs that people game plan for defensively. So Dalvin Cook, you know, is, it really changes the way people play. Minnesota Derrick Henry changes the way people play Tennessee. And I think also Tennessee is a very run-heavy team. So when people look to try to give quarterbacks the right amount of credit, they look for some things like, okay, are you able to win without having a good defense? And Tannehill did that. I mean, that's really good. That's why he's in Tier 2. But are they putting it on your shoulders week after week? Or are there other factors that are really making your job easier, like you're handing it off more, you're not in the pure drop-back passing game, there's a lot of play action, and oh, by the way, the defense has an extra guy in the box because they're really more worried about that running back than they are you as the quarterback. Mike, as you know, we don't have an NFL team here in St. Louis anymore. So our show wanted to adopt an NFL team. Randy and I whittled it down to four, and then we let our listeners vote. So we are officially a Miami Dolphins show now. So, of course, I had to scroll and see where Tua Tungavailoa fell. And I'm scrolling, and I'm scrolling, and I'm scrolling. And I finally land on number 29 for Tua, a Tier 4 player. And I have to tell you, some of the quotes you have from evaluators aren't that glowing about Tua and his abilities. So. As a Miami Dolphins show, how concerned should we be about Tua? Well, I think pretty concerned, you know, and that's almost ridiculous on the surface because he's hardly played. Um, But I think when you watch him, you're wondering, does he really have a special differentiating trait, right? Is the best you can hope for with him that he's just solid? And, uh, you know, they had a real vivacious guy and former Rams quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick and obviously you're not going to sign a long-term deal to make him be your future but it was almost like some wind went out of their sails when they took him out of there and now you have a real low-key guy into a who um, you know isn't necessarily going to rally the troops and then didn't play great while by the way Justin Herbert looks like he's setting the league on fire so as we've seen before I'm not going to classify him with Mitch Trubisky because I think he's better than that but when you're in a draft class where there's other guys that look like they're going to be superstars and you are taken ahead of them or right with them um, it can be a lot to overcome so I guess the good news is they got draft capital and stuff so if they have to make a decision they can maybe get back in line but um, you know you're not just looking at that going wow that was a Justin Herbert type year let's see more you're sure to have your fingers crossed and it sure does tell us a lot about the difference in playing quarterback in college and the pros, doesn't it? Because nobody ever said tank for Justin Herbert. They were, they were tanking for Tua. And you look at a guy like Josh Allen, nobody really talked about him. And Tua did play in a great system. But people were talking about him before he got hurt being the number one pick in the draft. It just goes to show you, doesn't it, that you never know about quarterbacks. Absolutely. I always joke that 
the two most important things in football are the head coach and the quarterback, and no one knows how to pick either one. You know? <laughs> uh, I do think once they're in the league, people evaluate them pretty well. You know, I, that, that's why I don't even include rookies in the quarterback tiers thing because it's just too hard. But once you get a feel for them in playing, now everybody realizes they want Mahomes, right? <laughs> everybody realizes they it's easy once you see him in the NFL, but it's a hard thing to project. Um, how they're going to do, and how anyone's going to respond. Just think of anything in hiring. When you hire somebody, even when they're a, you know, a, a bright young person, you don't know how they're going to respond to different things that happen to them in their, their lives. That's just hu- human nature, you know? No doubt. Mike Sando with us. He's from The Athletic, and he has his quarterback tiers article out. You can check it out at The Athletic right now. Ben Roethlisberger falls all the way to 16. And as you'd mentioned, he had been in the top tier or in the top two tiers for a significant period of time. Do you think that a lot or maybe most of his drop to number 16 overall, he'd never ranked lower than eighth previously? You think the drop is really based on six football games? I think it has a lot to do with it and the feeling that you know, this happened a little bit to uh, Tom Brady after he left New England. You know, when when they sense you're nearing the end from an age standpoint, it's going to not get better. And I think one of the concerns with Roethlisberger is, unlike the Bradys and the Rogerses, those guys almost look leaner and more athletic now than when they came into the league. You know what I mean? They really are obsessed with, with their bodies and and uh, you know, I don't think we would say, you know, Roethlisberger. People don't have that same, you know, impression of him. That he's he's maybe a little bit more of a gamer, you know, seat of your pants type guy. And when now that things aren't as good around him, um, could he fall off quickly? So we'll see. Maybe he plays the chip on his shoulder and they get things figured out. But um, you know, they were great on defense last year too when they were winning. And I think you know people realize that. Uh, Mike, I want to talk about the curious case of Jimmy Garoppolo. As you mentioned in your piece, he has he's only started more than six games in the regular season just once, which is a problem when you're trying to evaluate him. But he's a guy who has had success in the times that he's been out on the field. But it doesn't seem like people are all in on him or really think that he can evolve into somebody that they should take a gamble on. So when I see Jimmy Garoppolo as the number 21 quarterback, tier three guy, do you think he's better than people think he is? Or do you think he's been a product that has benefited from the system? Um, I I think that there's two factors that are working against him beyond just being injured. One is in the Super Bowl, it was really perceived that when they could have gotten more aggressive and Mike marched it a little bit, they instead went in a turtle shell. You know, and that when the head coach Kyle Shanahan reveals sort of the league what he thinks of his player by not being aggressive and playing cautiously uh, in that Super Bowl game, that's going to really that that's telling um, to to people. And so I think that's part of um, that's part of the evaluation. And then that other part is the context we talked about with Tannehill and some of the others. It is a real quarterback friendly system where you're putting the ball in the belly of the running back a lot. There's a lot of play action. There's a lot of things that make the quarterback's job easier. You know, just think, I referenced March, but a really hard thing for the quarterback is to just drop back and pass all the time. You know, not faking the handoff, just a drop back pass game. That is not what the 49ers do. And so um, people know that, and they know that it's sort of gamed for the quarterback. And, uh, you know, 
makes it harder for the quarterback to rise in these rankings. Hey, Mike, I want to circle back to the Dolphins and Tua and to your top guy on the tier, which is Aaron Rodgers. If Tua does fail, as your experts anticipate that he will, do you think there's a team better positioned in terms of need, climate, draft capital to go out and make a move for Rodgers than Miami? Well, Philly could have three number ones. So, you know, some of this is going to be determined by where uh, Rodgers wants to go to, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he could sort of make it difficult if he said, I'm not reporting. You know what I mean? I won't go to this this type of a place. But from a draft capital standpoint, I think Philly would be interesting. You know, one that's interesting to me is uh, New Orleans. I felt like if Breeze had retired a year ago, that Brady might have landed there. And that's a good place to play indoors. They're always looking to add players. And uh, they have Sean Payton, right? They have a history, uh, sort of an infrastructure there. So that's a place we've heard a lot about Denver, you know, and like I said, some of it geographically could just be predicated too on what Rogers thinks works for him. I don't know if you saw today, he's got a big cap number next year that gives him some leverage. Yeah. Well, Mike, finally, we wanted to ask you about former Mizzou Mizzou quarterback Drew Locke. You have him at number 31, Tier 4 quarterback. And one of the things that really popped out to me in the assessment that a lot of these evaluators said about Drew Locke was you have that an offensive coach called Locke casual and his attention to details of the position. We know that the arm strength is there, that he's athletic. Does it seem like for Drew Locke some of the stuff is mental or maybe off the field that he needs to work on for it to all come together for him? Yeah, that that's sort of what's if you read between the lines. That that's kind of the impressions that people have. We don't have as much to go on with him uh because he hasn't played, uh, you know, a ton, but he, I don't think he's just made the obviously the overwhelming positive um impression. And sometimes you get with guys that aren't drafted in the top, you know, 15 of the draft or whatever, uh what people think about him in college, not everybody is going to be as high on him, right, coming out. So some of that can color the uh, – it can present something that the guy has to overcome. There could be some of that with a player um, like Drew Locke. But I think, you know, what I was struck by was that, you know, with him and with Teddy Bridgewater, I think most of the people, would, if they were Vic Fangio, would feel like, to save my job, I might trust Bridgewater more. Mm. Mike, it's always a great piece. It's always a great read. We thank you for joining us, and we advise people to go to The Athletic and check out Mike Sando's quarterback tiers, the 2021 NFL quarterback tiers. 50 coaches and evaluators rank the league's starters. Have a great weekend, sir, and we'll talk to you as camp and as the season unfolds. Thank you, and go Dolphins, right? Yes, that's <laughs> Absolutely. right. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Mike Sando of The Athletic on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well.
And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.